Hey, good evening, and welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, pull up the covers, settle into your bed or snuggle in, or jam yourself uh, between the bed and the wall. That's one of my pro tip. That's what I like to do uh, sometimes. And, And then press play and listen to this podcast. We'll do the rest. Did I already say we'd do it with a bedtime story? The way it works is the podcast creates a safe place where you can set aside any thoughts, thinking, troubles, worries, cares, even like uh, ambition, positive stuff uh, that's going to just keep you up at night, or evil stuff if you're plotting, vengeance. We've seen we've all seen how that works out in this podcast. Oh no, wait, that's my other podcast, Ven- the Vengeance Cast. That's uh, you know only available on the new Silk Road. But anyhow, the podcast takes your mind off of that stuff and allows you to be distracted. And you just listen to the story, and you're gonna fall asleep, hopefully, because I have a secret thingamajig in my pocket that transforms me from a stunningly interesting man into an extremely boring man in the flash of an eye. And that flash, you won't even notice the flash of that because yours will be closed and you'll be drifting off into dreamland. Now, if you're new and I haven't lost you yet, that's how it works. This is a podcast that uh, helps you fall asleep. You can find us on the web at www dot sleepwithmepodcast.com that's three w's i may have said four uh you can send me feedback your opinions your thoughts your whatever feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com it's uh now the, no uh you can if you want to get hold of me on twitter it's at dearest scooter i try to post uh bits of sleep news on twitter i was trying to post all the Bloopers from the podcast on uh, Facebook, but uh, I've, had, I've been having some trouble with uh, sourcing the audio. Oh, don't worry about it. But you could check us out on Facebook. But if if you're on Facebook, it's not a huge deal, though. You don't need to. And that's about it. Uh, I got uh, you know, uh, funny thing. I got some housekeeping to do, and someone was talking about housekeeping. We got a review from Sniffnid. F kit Jju SF Nitty F kit from the US of A and they said they fall asleep by the time the housekeeping's done. So uh all that hard work I put in the stories, I'm already getting you in the great I'm getting you in the bonus time or whatever. So but thank you for putting a review up on iTunes and I'm glad we're helping you fall asleep. And then David Ter- David Terra, David of the Earth from New Zealand. And he says another Kiwi. He's another Kiwi. We're helping to fall asleep. Another piece of piece of housekeeping besides thank you, David and Davidovida, for reviewing us on iTunes. Anybody else has a chance to, if you can do it, it'll help other people organically find the podcast. And you can express your opinion. You hate it. You love it. You fall asleep. Uh... Before I even get to the stories, cool. 
And, it, you know, it's like I'm not against drugs, but like David Terra says, I mean, David Terra, he's from the earth, maybe. Uh, you know, why take unnecessary medication if, you, if, if this podcast is, so my, is more mind-numbing than drugs? Hey, and uh, what was that? I said speaking of housekeeping because uh, David Terra mentioned it, but then I was going to segue into something else. Wait, give me a, give me a, I'm going to pause while I think. I was going to say, it's a shame that New Zealand isn't in our international showdown because obviously the the Kiwis would be killing, crushing the competition, both the listening to a podcast competition and any competition involving, um, you know, other stuff because you guys are the best. And actually, I, I don't need to go into any New Zealand stories and... And I don't need to go on a honey tirade or anything like that. Segue into the international showdown. Uh, right now, Japan and Korea are out in the lead. But, but, ladies and gentlemen, Singapore may, or no, it's not Singapore. But, but, ladies and gentlemen, Sweden may be making a move. I believe Sweden has picked up a third listener and might be. Uh, you know, possibly making a move on the the solid lead that J- Japan and Korea they don't share the lead, but I'm not tipping my hat who's in first and second because I don't want anybody to get you know lackadaisical, especially that guy in the tower in Singapore that's in love with that girl. Have you got a hold of her, bro? The one in the other tower. And Sweden, who's this new listener? Is your name Hleb? And do you have lovely ponytails or pigtails? Because that's something I have a thing for. Anyway, uh, international showdown in progress. And don't worry, Ireland and Singapore, you guys are you are still in it. You know, I still have respect for you. So, well, yeah, what was I saying? That's it. Let's get on to the show, I think. Unless I forgot something, but whatever. Tonight we have another... Tonight, yeah. Tonight we have another episode of Trending Twitter Tuesdays, usually from Sundays this time, from Saturday. It is Saturday evening, Saturday night, 7.33 p.m. on my phone, uh, Pacific Daylight Time. we still got some daylight here. Yeah, I'm just cuddling up with you on a Saturday night, dear. And uh, I mean, I mean, and I mean that in the most whatever way, most comfortable way you're comfortable with way could be just cuddling up 10 feet away from you if needed. But yeah, so I'm going to, I'm, well, I'm not going to, I was going to say I'm going to go on Twitter, but I was going to be facetious because I already have Twitter right here in front of me. And we have, let's see our total, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Again, I didn't even bother checking on the iPad because Last week we had trouble with it, but so there's no uh, sponsored story that I can pick out, which is a kind of a bummer. I like doing the fake ads. Again, this would be a third podcast in a row, maybe, where I get into childhood. I don't know, this is childhood fantasy, but how many kids out there, anywhere across the world, you know, made fake ads, recorded your voice on some sort of recording device, and, you know, made fake commercials? I remember I used to do it. And now look at me. I'm so, <laughs> wow, that's pretty sad. Yeah, I remember I used to do that. 
and now I'm doing it. Now I'm pining for a, a sponsored post. But so we have ten things on Twitter. My Twitter trends here, and we've got uh, number one, don't recognize. Number two, I do. Number three, no idea. Number four, I do. Number five, don't know why it's trending, but I can read. Number six, again, regular words, but don't know why it's trending. Number seven, no idea. Number eight, I know who that is. Number nine, I don't know. Number ten, I do. So we're at pretty close to 50%. So, yeah, it's a trending Twitter Tuesdays tales on Twitter that are trending. Or twi- twi- things that are trending on Twitter made into tales. Remember, last episode I was having trouble saying trails of tears. I don't know why. Trail of tears. Tears. What was it? What was I having trouble with? Something. I wish I could written that down because I could. I was gonna, you know, add that on to trending Twitter tales Tuesday today. Trending. Trending. Twitter. Twitter. Twitter tears. I don't know. Let's get on the show. So I gotta tell you guys about this movie I just saw. You know, I mean, it was awesome. And uh, this isn't really a movie review, more of a, like a movie. Uh, yeah, did you hear that? I was just rendered speechless about this. So I saw this movie, and I know what you're going to think as soon as I tell you the title of it. You're going to roll your eyes and be like, you're acting crazy. You know, you're just trying to you're just trying to be a goofball. But so I, saw, so I went to this movie, and it was like an underground cinema and you had to, it was like a speakeasy for movies, which is kind of weird because you have to show up at a certain time. And, but, and, you know, they, they still serve popcorn and stuff. But yeah, it's like an underground movie. Now, we, my first question you might be asking yourself is, whoa, 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 who invited you to an underground movie? Because we know, we know you're about as uh, square as a, uh, as a, uh, a square. Well, I guess you can't be more square, or less square than a square. You're square than a. You're much square than a rectangle. I'm much square than a rectangle. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not hip. You might be wondering how I got into the speakeasy. It turns out not many people wanted to go. Your your instincts were right. And this guy was like, "Hey, um, I'm filming. I'm showing this movie tonight." And I said, what's the name of the movie? He said, it's Frotch Grooves 2. I said, Frosh Grooves 2? No, Frotch. F-R-O-C-H, Grooves 2, man. I was like, oh, Frotch, Frotch Grooves 2. And I, then I just, I tried to play it cool. Like I, I was like, um, because I had embarrassed myself f- for real maybe six months, a year ago, uh, I was working with some people, some kids, teens, and they were listening to this song called Addicted to the Guap. I'm addicted to the guap. But it was a it was a hip-hop song, and I was like, uh, and it's a catchy song. I don't think, I doubt, I'll try to put it in the show notes if I can find a legal way to do it. I don't even know if it's on YouTube. I can't, because I tried to find it again. It was really hard to find after, because the kids were playing it. But it was like, is it? And I didn't want to ask the kids, is he saying guac? You know, 
I'm addicted to the guap. It's really a good song. Um, I wish I could credit the singers, but I couldn't even find out. That's how, like I already said, I'm square. I'm not hip. But so, this isn't part of the made-up story either. So, uh, so there's kids that listen to the song. It sounds like they're addicted to the guac. So I'm like, guac is green. So is weed. Maybe it's like some guac is some term for. But I I knew not to ask because it was like uh, it'd be embarrassing. But then finally, I was like, I couldn't. It's like when you're when you're not hip. It's like, do you want to be naive, not hip, or do you want to? I don't know. Curiosity got the best of me. Is what I'm saying. So I ask, and the kids all crack up and thinking I'm saying guac, and they're like, no, it's guap, G-U-A-P. Which I don't. I think I don't even know why it's called guap. But basically, guap means mad money. G-U-A-P. Mad money, like Jim Cramer. I don't even know if Jim Cramer has mad money. Like Warren Buffett has guap. Like you have so much money, like you get bottle service and you tip double or, you know, you burn money to smoke cigarettes. Like mad money, mad cash, like crazy money. So this song is about being addicted to the guap. My point is that I, this guy asked me if I wanted to see Frotch Grooves too. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. And it took, like, I didn't, I, my confidence had been shaken by how hard the kids laughed when I said guac and how bad they cracked up. And, you know, you know when kids crack up at you and point at you, hold their stomachs. It can be, it's not humiliating for me. I mean, for a normal person, it'd be terribly humiliating. For me, it's just another day being me. But so, point is, this guy's an adult. I don't know if I could handle an adult laughing like me, especially someone cool. That's running an underground cinema. So I didn't ask him what Frotch meant, but I was like, yeah, let's check this out. Frotch, what's it called again? Frotch Grooves 2. And I was like, but I was thinking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a daydream believer, I guess, or I believe in daydreams or whatever. So I already th- started thinking, fr- if I was making a movie, like as I'm walking into this theater, like I'd be making Frotch Grooves 2, what would it be? And you might be two steps ahead of me and be like, is this like Electric Boogaloo 2? Are you going to reboot Electric Boogaloo 2? Do not even try to put me to sleep to a reboot of Electric Boogaloo 2. I'm like, don't worry, okay? I'm not going to do that. I would never do that to you because I hold Electric Boogaloo 2. I think it's Electric. Or isn't it Break, break into Electric Boogaloo? Man, I was going to say I hold it in the highest esteem and I just killed all my cred but and honestly I do Breaking to Electric Boogaloo came at a time in my life came across my path and it was I, I it was one of those movies that I loved I must have watched that thing 60 70 times so much that I don't really remember the title but I was a you know I was a young youngster so I'm not going to reboot the title of that because that's and that's like a that story broke the mold of stories you know, you got break dancers, you got a community center that is shared by the old and young alike, you got do-gooders, you got do-batters, you got greedy. I think the Lego movie had the same plot now, but yeah, because the Lego movie was great, so I don't want to, did it have a, no, it didn't have the same plot, but you probably, 
draw some parallels. But, yeah, so community center, this is not that story about the community center being saved and or almost saved and then saved and then resaved. Okay, no, so this guy sends me into, whew, way off track. Frotch Grooves 2, I go to the underground movie and uh, starts out starring, starring Flex and Shannis. So I'm already thinking... This is like Electric Boogaloo 2, just like you were thinking. Is this going to be like Electric Boogaloo 2? And then I was like, this is some sort of send-up of Electric Boogaloo 2. And again, you might probably get irritated with me and saying it. You're yelling at your phone, breaking to Electric Boogaloo. There was no Electric Boogaloo 2, idiot. So you're right about that, too. Um, so it's like this movie starts out starring Flex and Shannis. And it starts out, it's got this long intro, like, wicked long, like they're driving on this dusty road in this car, and you just see the car, and there's a lot of shots of the car and the road and the dust, and and I'm stretching here, I'm like, is, there, is this some, and I didn't know what it was, because I was thinking, I, I was already like, oh, this is Frosh, Frosh Groove 2. And I was like, well, Frosh, wouldn't it be sophomore, soft gro- groove two, or Frosh groove two, sophomore year? Uh, you know, and I was like, oh, what would it, I mean, is this like an animal house? And I turned, I totally wrong. I mean, there's this dusty roads. So I'm thinking, is this like a uh, Jim Jarmusch movie? Is this like, is this guy the next, you know, who, who Jim Jarmusch, when's uh Tom Waits going to show up. Well, right as I'm thinking, when's Tom Waits going to show up? Who shows up? The first person on the scene, Tony Parker. And well not, well, not Tony Parker, the French basketball player, but Tony Parker was a villain in this movie. And he was like one of the Parker brothers. Like the game, well, he wasn't the, one of the original Parker brothers. He was like one of the Parker grandchildren, or great, maybe even the Parker great grandchildren. He was a jerk, and so he, he, of course, he shows up on the scene with his, with his uh, Candyland money. I mean, he had some guap. Parker brother grandchildren. Parker, I mean, I guess you'd still be a Parker brother if you had a brother, and he doesn't have, he didn't have one in the movie, but he was Tony Parker, heir to the Parker brother fortune. Whatever, he had guap. He was a, a jerk. And you just knew it right away because he shows up and he slashes the tires to Flex and Shannis's, Flex and Shannis's car while they're in uh, this orphanage. Or I don't, well, I guess I'm projecting again. I don't know. They pulled the car up and there was like this, it was just like this whistling music, like someone actually whistling, really good whistler. And uh, dust flying by, and they went in this building. And it was a, 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 a adobe building because we're in this motif or whatever dust filled. He comes, slashes our car. So, and I don't know. You don't know he's Tony Parker at this point. I just knew because I'm telling you about the movie. But so he slashes our tires, and then so they come out of the adobe building, and I don't know what they're doing in there. And actually, they never reveal it in the movie. That kind of adds an air of mystery. Like, I was like, man, are they doing... So, but they look like they're in a hurry when they get out of there. So it's like, did they do something good or something bad? Or 
Do they have, are they late for something? Because there's still no, no, no like voiceover, no dialogue other than Tony Parker at one point goes <sighs> when he slashes one of the tires, and it wasn't the tire; it was him. And he kind of looked past the camera, so I know it was on purpose. So Flex and Shannon they get out of the the thing, and they come out. Their car's totally flat, all four tires. Now, you would think if it was me and I came out of an adobe building and my car had four flats, I'd flip out where I'd be concerned about water. But Flex and Shannon's... They're obviously the heroes at this point because they're totally chill. And the first lines in the movie is Flex, who's like, you know, you can imagine Flex and Shannis because you're going to imagine them the right way. When you got a name like Flex and a name like Shannis, you're kind of like um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, except you're a man and a woman. Or Thelma and Louise, but you're a man and a woman. Or um, Bonnie and Clyde. Is that a, the Bonnie's a woman? Clyde's a guy? Or was that the, one of the movies where, like, somebody had a, a sidekick? Was Bonnie and Clyde the one with Clint Eastwood and the, and the guy, the monkey? I don't know. But Flex, he, 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 he pulls a joint out, lights the joint up. I'm not, again, I'm not telling everybody to go smoke a joint. I'm just saying this happened in the movie. But if you, you could if you need to. And he goes, smokes that thing. He says, pass the love. Passes it over Shannis. And boom, everybody starts cheering. And the guy was so cool that, it, I mean, it was like, wow. It, and it was, I guess like when, you know, someone gets on the news to talk about glamorizing something. Flex, he could glamorize anything. Like if he was brushing his teeth, I would have left the theater stopped at CVS, got a toothbrush, and brushed it in the CVS bathroom. I would have paid for it because I know Flex would have. So, you know, if if he was to, uh, you know, go and alphabetize his clothes in the second scene in this movie, I would have done, you know, stuff like that. But so Flex, they they smoke joint, and they just relax. And then it kind of cuts Maybe it probably isn't best for me to describe the movie scene by scene, frame by frame, even though I'm trying to bore you because it could take hours. So blah, 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 stuff happens. They get out of the, the that situation. And I'm still like, huh, what is this movie about? What it, What is You got definitely cool people, Flex and Shannis, but they're not. They got Tony Parker, who, or at this point, this mysterious guy slash their tires. Next thing you know, they're at a library, and it, then you're like, oh, wait a second, okay, this was like, this is set in the future, because the library is futuristic, and they go, uh, Flux goes up to the librarian, and he says, uh, yeah, because uh, we need some diverse books, man, and the lady's like, oh, well, we have, yeah, we have, div- we have every book, we got the, you know, you're familiar with the Dewey Decimal System? And he just looks at her, like, and and he goes, oh, we need some diverse books. She says, yeah, we have, uh, you know, diverse books. We have the Dewey Decimal System. What subject book are you looking for? And then Shannis 
She smashes her foot down. She says, like, didn't you fucking hear him? He said, we need some fucking diverse books. Well, uh, I could never, you know, Janet, Janice. I want to call her Janice for some reason, but she starts going through the Dewey Decimal System. She's like, you know, that's art, French art, you know, 41, I don't know. But she, when she's going through the Dewey Decimal System, she's concentrating. She's hitting a lot of European subjects, like hint, hint to the librarian, like, and the librarian, all of a sudden the librarian's eyes glaze over, and then this, like, UPC code beam shoots out and starts scanning, Flex and Shannis' thing, and then the librarian pulls out this plasma rifle, and boom, Flex and Shannis, they duck down. Librarian, probably not, I mean, librarians, whatever the future holds, they, they're packing heat behind the desk, but probably not a good shot. So they start blasting. Flex and Shannis get out of that situation. And you're like, how could this possibly get any more? Like, what's going to happen next? Well, Flex and Shannis, they next thing you know, they're sitting down at a computer and they're writing a grant proposal for this BEA grant. A BEA, like, 14 grant for 2014. And it's like the... Uh, and it's like the BEA is like the book enforcement agency, which in like this 1984-esque future that uh, Flex and Shannis are in, chooses the books we can read and that we can check out of the library. You know, pretty pretty um, boilerplate stuff. No offense to Frutch Groups, too. But so they get the, they apply for the grant, and but this is when stuff gets interesting. I mean, the grant part... That's 20 minutes I could ask for back. And if you need to sleep, uh, you know, whew, you could just, you don't even need me. You, you know, if you're still awake at the end of this podcast, just trying to imagine a grant proposal from Flex and Shannis. Uh, I don't even, I can't, I mean, it's like, you could just imagine the U.S. tax tax system code stuff type stuff, boring stuff. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I mean, the interesting part about this story, the takeaway is at some point in the future, Flex and Shannis live in a future where it's only, there's a book enforcement agency. I mean, that's no good, right? Do we have, I don't know, do we have that now? Uh, Hopefully there's no podcast enforcement agency or boredom enforcement agencies. Yeah. Boredom boredom encouragement agency. I should apply for that grant. But besides the point, let's get back to Frotch Groups too. So yeah, like I said, that part, uh, you know, slow, slow first part of the second act, or whatever people say that think they know a lot about movies. What what the cool part is that well, I guess the ne- there's another stretch where Flex and Shannis are just hanging out, waiting to hear from about the grant proposal. Now, to be honest. That, that was more like watching them do a grant proposal is a lot of typing and saying, well, no, let's move this paragraph here. Or, you know, you get, you know this is the this is grant proposal language, you know, so we got to use this, you know, results-based type stuff. But watching Flex and Shannon's wait around for something for, to hear about the grant proposal, that's a little more interesting because they sit around and – they, you know, it's almost like 
why do people like watching French people at cafes? I don't know what, like, I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about or, or smart French people. You know, what, what are they talking about at cafes? I don't know. But believe me, if I'm sitting across the piazza, plaza, pizza thing from you, I'm going to be watching you. Same thing with Flex and Chance. They might just be sitting around the house smoking a joint, kissing, making sweet love, uh, looking through books, talking. But I don't know, something gripping about Flex and Chance, watching them. They're, they're entertaining, well cast, well cast. That's probably the secret for great writing, directing, and acting. But So that part had me gripped. And then the letter comes from the book enforcement agency, and you know it's no good. You, you, like you like the grant proposal. This is just, this is well, maybe I, I won't get into. it. I was going to say it's probably just probably not a grant. If there's a grant from book enforcement agency, but well, yeah, maybe you should take this because what if you're listening to this in the future? Don't don't apply for it because it's probably a trick, and it ended up it was a trick because the next thing you know, Flex and Shannis are in this house that's surrounded by government book haters that want to shove this. And it ends up, they didn't, like, to jump back to the movie because, you know, they were saying stuff. I'm not anti-European or anti-European history. This was like some pseudo-European history that had been literally whitewashed and actually whitewashed to, like, this history that was like perfect and you know to cut try to you know whole 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 thing and they specifically left out any history about the community center featured in breaking two electric boogaloo which was a major point in like stuff like that just gone from history gone period so fast forward the BE agents are outside the house they start you know it's like a little bit in the future, plasma rifles, knockout stuff, like scanners, like little insect bots are running around, and they take Shannis down, and they render her, and then Flex is like, leave her alone, take me instead. And then, boom, the door gets kicked open, the sheriff comes in. Who's it played by? First celebrity in the movie, Toby Keith. Toby friggin' Keith, the country singer that loves the U.S. is playing this evil sheriff guy. And he's like, well, you know, you're coming with me, you're rabble rousers, and who do you think you are? And whatever, Turbo, come with me. He takes him in. And next thing you know, they got him in the uh, interrogation room. And that they're like uh, making him watch Star Wars and the original six Star Wars movies. And it's really hard on them because it's like, I don't know, they're like over and over again, all six movies, back to back to back to back to back. And they're just, whether you love Star Wars or not, the last thing you want to watch is like a Star Wars marathon and then followed up by another Star Wars marathon. So they're losing their minds. And Sheriff Toby Keith comes in and he's like, are you guys ready to talk? And they're like, well, what are we supposed to talk about? And he's like, well, I want, you know, I, I know you guys are, uh, you 
what were you doing in the desert? Like, she's like, it's none of your business what we're doing in the desert, man. He goes, listen, Sheriff, this flex talk. And he says, you know, I tell you, you got to pass the love, man. You got to pass the love. Otherwise, you're never going to make it. And he's like, uh, he punches Flex in the face, and uh, that's when everybody's like, oh. Uh. And it's like, well, what kind of jerk is this Toby Keith character? And not, not not real life. I don't know much about Toby Keith in real life, but in the movie. And that, like a good, good, if to Toby Keith's people, one, it's an independent, independent-minded movie. It's shown in some speakeasy. Two, he was really good. He, uh, he... So probably gonna he's probably gonna be in something else again. Uh, probably a role that I like. He could move into like a role. Well, better not get into it because I'm gonna start naming actors, and then I'm gonna be like, oh, I can't think of that guy's name. But yeah, probably a good move for Toby Keith. Great, 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 great job acting. So yeah, he's grilling them, and then Flex is just like, what do you want? What do you want? And he's like, I want you know. And it ends up that then Toby Keithy can't answer that question. And and then Janice is like, you know, let me talk to him. And she tries to she's like, well, what do you what do you need to know? And he's like, well, I don't I don't even know. They just told me I had to break you and, and you guys would would tell me everything that they said you guys hate Star Wars. And that uh especially you just don't like any of you know the whole movie. You're not you guys are on the fence about seeing the new ones. She's like, well, I don't even know what you're talking about. But uh, you just seem like who's in charge here? And Toby Keith, the sheriff, he's like, I'm not in charge. Sheriff Toby Keith is like, well, what do you guys want? What do you you know? We heard about your grant, and you know you asked for like ten thousand dollars to purchase books. I mean, what do you want these diverse books for? You know, what are you, some kind of political statement or enriching or what? Do you, what what's your deal? And then Shannon is just like, you don't get, you don't get it at all. Like, you're so busy with what you believe in and what you think other people. You know, and when didn't you listen to Flex say pass the love? Do you know outside this town there's a desert? And outside this desert. There's a grove of trees called the Fresh Frotch Grove, Frotch Grove of Trees. You know, Frotch Grove. There's two groves, and they're both dying. All the trees are going to die. There's not one book. We've traveled the entire, this, this, this is the only town left. And we've tired, gone every inch of this earth. We've searched all these old cities, abandoned cities, and... There's no books on how to save the frotch groves. Frotch groves, too. Don't you remember that lullaby from when you were little? And Sheriff Toby Keith is like, uh, hmm, the frotch groves, too. They grow and grow. Clean the air we breathe without the frotch groves. Then we will all be leaves or something like that she was close close but yeah you maybe your parents didn't sing it to you but she goes yeah without the frotch groves that's it for us 
Yeah, well, you, you know, you guys just want these diverse books and this whole environmental impact crap. She goes, listen, Sheriff Toby Keith, you're just, what are you doing? And she goes, I just want a book about these, we need to save these trees. Why don't you just let us say, what's the harm in saving the trees? And then she, he's like, huh, I don't know. Boom, door flies open. It's Tony Parker, Parker Brother Fortune. And he says, uh, I, I heard everything. I've been watching it. Because I run this town. This guy, he's merely elected by the people. He doesn't have any power. I mean, he's the power to arrest you. He's the power to detain you indefinitely. Because I have the power to make the decisions. And then next thing you know, Flex is somehow out of his cuffs, out of it. He comes in the room, smoking a joint again. I'm mean, not trying to glorify drug use. I could never, and just as a side, I get, you know, I'm no comment, but I can't, I wouldn't, I'm not doing these high. I mean, I'm, I'm sure people have wondered. You know, this is all 100% natural idiocy. So, but but I I know some people like to get high and listen to this, and I'm glad that you do, because this kind of weird stuff would be, it was great, wouldn't probably. So Flux he smokes another joint, says pass the love. He passes the joint to Toby Keith. Toby Keith smokes the freaking joint. That was cool. And then uh, Flex is to, he's just like, how are we gonna fix this, man? To Tony Parker. And Tony Parker's like, he's like. Uh, He's like, uh, I get, he goes, uh, he goes, uh, a game of shoot giants shoots and ladders to the death. And uh, before they get on, like Flex is so, so cool, he's like, oh, what do you, man, what do you Parker Brothers think about all, you know, like people that steal off? Like he's like, I've seen snakes and snakes and climbers and all sorts of other, stu-, you know. He goes, what do you think about all that? Part Tony Parker. He literally takes out money, slaps Flex across his face, and shoves it in uh, Toby Keith's mouth. And then you can see in Toby Keith's eyes that if there's a frosh groove, well, it ends up frosh grove, because I was pronouncing it. That was like, I was going to pay that off in a better way. But ended up I wasn't, not only did I know what frotch, but I didn't know, it was, I thought it was groove, it was grove, frotch grove. Frotch ends up as a made-up word in the name of this groves of trees. But if there's a Frotch Grove 3 or a Frotch Grove 2, 2, Toby Keith's eyes on Tony Parker is like, I'm going to, you know, he's going to get him in the next movie because he just humiliated him, kind of. Sheriff Toby Keith. He had a different name. I think he was like, I can't remember. But so... Uh, Flex is like, what do you mean a game of shoots and ladders to the death? And Tony Parker's like, yeah, you're going to play against my Mon- man, Montez. And uh, Flex is like, okay, okay. And he goes, what's so dangerous? I mean, I guess you could fall off a ladder. So he goes, is there like shoots to nowhere? And Tony Parker just nods his head. because goes, is there shoots to like bad, you know, dragons and alligators? And Tony Parker. Because is there ladders to like different bad things? Tony Parker's like, yeah. And but he's like, do we have to like sword fight when we're on if we cross paths? And Tony Parker just says, now you do. 
And uh, so then they 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 set up the whole thing, and it's like this guy Montez, who's like supposedly world's greatest shoots and ladders player, both live action like they're about to play or life size, and straight up board game. He works for the Parker Brothers. He he's like the uh, He's a park guy's Parker Brothers call in when they need their tough guy for one-on-one gaming. So, and I don't know, it's been a while since I played shoots and ladders. I think it's just you roll the dice and you move. So I don't know what, maybe it's like a simple strategy where he knows all the numbers. So it's like a mathematic, he already has the game beat if he gets the right, kind of like backgammon. I'm terrible at backgammon because I'm terrible at numbers, like I'm terrible at pronouncing things. But like backgammon, I think really good backgammon players know, okay, I got those numbers, this is what I'm going to do. I, I know because I've been gammoned or whatever it is, like getting my ass kicked by people that are good at that. So this guy's good. So, But Flex, in the, again, unfortunately for Flex, or well, I guess luckily for Flex, they're not going to play regular backgammon or regular shoots and ladders because it's not really a good game to play by your gut. But... Boom, Flex and Matez go up there. They're climbing ladders. They're going down slides. Flex is really having fun, even though there's, like, bottom of one slide, there's porcupines. He lands in them. He's got porcupines. Goes to the top one ladder, gets sprayed by skunks, falls down. Another one, beehives. He's still having fun. He's got all this wounds. and But so Flex is having, like, so much fun that at some point Tony Parker starts cheering him on. And then... Tony Parker like tells Montez to drop his sword and and he tells him to come down and Tony Parker starts playing because he realizes like none of the dangers are actually other than the swords. It's like not really you can't get you could have too many pricks you could be allergic to bees, you could get killed but probably they're not. So he's playing and then him and Flex and then he lets himself go a little. He realizes how cool Flex is. He realizes that. He's heir to the Parker Brother Fortune. Why is he trying to assert his will over the last hamlet of humanity like some sort of dictator when he could tr- like he could just keep living large because whatever the economic system is, even though it would make sense if it was part of a larger economic system because it's isolated, you might be, you might be asking all these questions. Like they didn't get into it in the movie. I'm just glad. I'm just telling you. The movie that I saw, I'm not, you know, I'm not responsible for the economic impacts of Parker Brother Fortune on a one-city economy, okay? So slow your roll before you send me a hate letter. But so he just, that's it. Somehow Flex and him, they play until they're like exhausted and covered in bee stings and bug bites and and they got leeches on them, and they're picking leeches off each other and smoke like two old friends, smoking joints, picking leeches off each other. It's like freaking um, Stand By Me meets Cheech and Chong. And it has that feeling of relief that moments in those movies have. Stand By Me mostly. But Cheech and Chong... You know, there's some relief in those movies, laughing relief, or modern-day Seth Rogen movie. 
So, yeah, all of a sudden everybody starts feeling good. And the next thing you know, Shannis looks around and they're surrounded by these frotch trees. And she's like, holy cow. Like something about the laughter of the heir to the Parker Brothers uh, fortune and the fact that uh, Toby Keith smoked a joint. And she's like, look at these trees. And then the sky. And then it finally rains and people are running around. And then Flex and Shannis are making out. And Flex is like laughing. He's like, I knew, don't worry, baby. I knew this all the time. And then they go back to the library. They apologize to the librarian. And Shannis pulls out of her bag the victory book that Tony Parker had given her, which was like How to Care for a Frotch Grove. And that book was placed inside. It was photocopied because of the one which viol- trademark violation. They, tr- they like photocopied it like 50 times and binded them. But not a big deal because it was the only frotch. I mean, it was the only book on taking care of frotch trees we know. And then they, they kept all the books safe. And then the frotch trees grew back. But Flex and Shannis weren't there because they had to move on to the next crisis, which, you know, might involve grant writing. I don't know. And that was the end of the movie. It's like Flex. Then again, it was like them riding off into the into the sunrise instead of the sunset, which tells me there's going to be another movie. And then there's like, there was like a sequence. I, I like when there's like stuff during the credits. So there's like one of uh, um, Sheriff Toby Keith playing uh, shoots and ladders with Montez and getting tips and Montez trying to explain to him how he knew, like like it's not even math anymore for Montez because his brain is just like hardwired. It's like you roll a six and a five, it's like you go to that spot. Uh, you know, if you got just Montez seems to be taking... Sheriff Toby Keith under his wing. So, I, and I don't even know what the name of the city was, and there was a lot of pot smoking at this movie. So I think, even though I might have had some kind of contact high, and so I don't even know if everything's accurate because, whew, uh, I mean, also I had a concussion, so probably contributed. But yeah, so that's the movie Frotch. As far as I can tell, Frotch Grove, Frotch Groove Two. Um, pretty cool movie, and uh, I can't say I re- can't say I recommend it because you can't see it because I think it was like one of those perform. Then they burned the uh, the one print they had in the movie at the show with the dude that played Frotch, Fr- uh, Flex, the dude that played Flex. He like smoked a joint and melted the thing, and but then and then I asked like, what's Frotch mean anyway? And then everybody laughed at me. Just so don't know what it means. And then, but then everyone was so high that this is like when this podcast works for me. I was like, uh, oh, you know, uh, let me tell you guys about this. I was thinking of, it was Frosh Groove. And I was like, oh, you know, and I told him this, I made up this whole story, which was not anywhere like this. I just told you, but it was like about this, this uh, college for grooving. And everyone listened, and, and then uh, the actress that played 
uh, Shanice. Her name was Janice, her real name. We uh, uh, we held hands for a second. I think she thought my hand was flexes, but maybe not, because she even like tickled the, my palm. So yeah, I mean, power of uh, story. Just like the power of film that affected me in this way. So that's it. Uh, I hope you're asleep. I hope you have visions of Flex and Shannis and the evil heir to Parker Brother Fortune, Tony Parker. I didn't do any cheap jokes like the Parker Brothers versus Milton Bradley, though maybe that happened in Frotch Grove 1. And I apologize. That, I mean, just to myself, actually, that I insulted myself by degrading Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo by calling Electric Boogaloo 2. And I'm not trying to be, if anyone is listening still, I'm not trying to be ironic. Is that even ironic? Or, like, this isn't tongue-in-cheek. I'm not being, like, facetious. I loved that freaking movie. I might rewatch it again just to see. I think I rewatched it. Ooh, the last time I rewatched it, there probably was some um, flexing going on, if you know what I'm saying, but that was a while ago. Uh, but yeah, um, I wish I knew some of the people that were in that movie so I could like throw their names off of or the characters. I'm pretty sure Turbo was the main character, but I'm not 100% positive. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much for listening, and that's it. Good night.